Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, welcome to another edition of Now We're Talking. This is the first episode of Season 3, and it's our 30th overall podcast. Um, today's topic is virtual learning, obviously a very hot topic right now. Um, based on the feedback I've received from parents, teachers, administrators uh, in the last couple of weeks in particular, there is some confusion out there about, for example, synchronous versus asynchronous instruction schedules, etc. I think we're uh, gradually making progress in terms of informing folks, but, and I think we're doing a good job of it, but today we have a panel of experts who um, have gone above and beyond as far as preparing for the provision of virtual learning, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and just call them experts in the field uh, of virtual learning. Um, so they're, they're all FCPS teachers, all excited about the opportunities associated with virtual learning, and uh, and I, I just want to reiterate something I mentioned in my uh, video update recently that, you know, in many ways, as, as unfortunate and as lousy as this whole pandemic thing has been, I think the, the virtual instruction piece is an opportunity. It's a great opportunity to do some of the things or a lot of things you've been talking about for years uh, in Fauquier County. We've been nibbling away at it, but this is a chance in spite of the, the lousy conditions to really take a bite out of what it is we really want to do in terms of providing instruction uh, to kids virtually. And I'll say this also, there's there's a misnomer out there about, and I hear this a lot from parents, and I'm, I'm sure some of you will have comments on this. You know, why only two days of instruction? And I've had to constantly be reinforcing it. It's not two days of instruction. It's two days of synchronous instruction combined with two days of asynchronous instruction. And the asynchronous instruction actually is more difficult to put together and more difficult to deliver, and also at the same time more representative of what it is we expect from 21st century century learners. And getting that message out there is taking time, but it's gonna it won't be until it actually happens that I think people are gonna a lot of folks are gonna go, oh yeah, okay, I get it now. Like I, I understand what you're talking about. It won't be until that occurs. So um, this podcast will be available on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play, uh, and you can listen to listen and view the, shoot, the show notes also at www.fcps1podcast.com. 
done at work. Uh, so our panel of teachers, we have Carrie Leinbaugh from Liberty High School, who was the FCPS Teacher of the Year. Congratulations, Carrie. Thank you. Uh, Woo! Uh, Brittany Hunley, Superintendent's Innovator Award winner from Greenville Elementary School. Congratulations, Brittany. Uh, Bill, the, the immortal Bill Davidson from Calderon High School, a leader of the ISTEM program at Calderon High School, and our only, the only uh, staff member in the entire school division who is uh, a graduate of the Starfleet Academy. Is that correct? Excellent. Thank you very much. Uh, and uh, uh, Madame Nicole Gupper from Fauquier High School, who is, if you want a, a, a good time, uh, when kids are back in school, stop by Fauquier High School on Fridays around lunchtime in the Commons area there, not Commons area, but the courtyard, and be entertained by Nicole and her students, always in a, a, good, a good time. Uh, Matt Walker is a teacher at Taylor Middle School. I take full credit for bringing Matt Walker to uh, Fauquier County Public Schools. Matt, is that not correct? That is entirely correct, yes. Thank you very much. Uh, the better half of the Mergen, Mergen family, we have, we have Lisa, uh, who is at Auburn Middle School, music teacher and uh, music lead. And thank you, Lisa, for being here. I'm sure your husband is very jealous that he was not invited to participate in this podcast, but you were. Absolutely. Great, great. Uh, Amy Fields, who was formerly Richie Elementary School, but now she's an instructional coach and coach for the school divisions. Congratulations. That's awesome news. Thank well you. Done. And last but not least, Kaylee Yost from Pierce. And uh, Kaylee, you are uh, uh, another rock star teacher. I think, I don't want to mess this up. I think you were the represent, uh, Pierce representative for Teacher of the Year. Yes. Yes. Okay, good. I didn't have that in my notes, but because I never forget anything, it was up there. And um, I'm glad I didn't screw that up. All right. So last but not least, I do want to mention that we do need sponsors uh, for season three. We'll be reaching out to folks, but in the past we've had Pepsi. We've had Appleton Campbell, uh, Lee Sherbin Real Estate, um, Sean Polster. I know I'm missing a lot of folks, but um, we will be reaching out to folks again for sponsors. And uh, sponsors help the sponsorship dollars help pay for typically for equipment that we need for the podcast. So before we get started with the questions, uh, we only have a few minutes, but in podcasts, I always ask, we do have a segment called Bucket O Questions. And bucket no questions is whereby you pick a question out. And um, Carrie, have you been on a podcast before? I have not. Oh, okay. Um, anyway, the, pod, the bucket question, you have to pick a question out of the bucket and you have to answer the question no matter what the question is. So because we don't have a whole lot of time, I'm going to give you the question and then you got to think of the answer. The first thing that pops into your mind, I'm going to go right on through as you appear on my screen. And Allison, I am so sorry. Okay, my gosh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Way to go, Tara. Tara, you've got to read. I blame Tara. Um, um, check your list. She's listed. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Bucket inquiry. I like that. Very good. Uh, Allison Martin, uh, fantastic teacher from Brumfield Elementary School. Thank you for being on the program. We appreciate you very much, and I apologize for okay. passing over your name. I'm really sorry. Don't worry um, about it. It's okay. All right. So here's the question. Ready? First thing that pops in your mind. If you were granted a, any a superpower, any superpower, anything you can think of, what would it be? 
I'm going to give you 10 seconds, and I'm going to go right through the list. All right, here we go. Bill Davidson. Superpower, uh, I would probably, I would want to be able to um, maybe time travel. Excellent, excellent. You're getting a lot of good, a lot of head nods here. Great. Matt Walker. Uh, I want to fly. That's my choice. I would pick, I picked fly. Thank you. Well done. Nicole. Um, I would say, um, blink my eyes and be transported to anywhere in the world. Ah, very good. Excellent. Get another good choice. Allison. Um, I would say, um, to be able to travel in the speed of light so I could be in multiple places at multiple times. Wow. Wow. I've never heard that one before. Very good. Carrie. I fly all the time in my dreams, so I know what it feels like, and so I need that to happen. In that's reality. so funny because I do too. I wonder if that means, but that's got to mean- actually it means you're ambitious. Really? Mm-hmm. That's awesome because I do. I have that dream. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Uh, okay, Kaylee. Um, I would also say fly, so I can travel anywhere I wanted. Awesome. Very good, Amy. I'd like to be a mind reader, so I could just know what people are thinking. Well, maybe I don't know. That might not be a good idea. <laughs> that would be scary, wouldn't it? To, to even know that someone had that power, that would be scary. Uh, Lisa. Uh, I think I would want to be able to create a double of myself so I can do all the things that I actually want to do in any given day. Ah, interesting. Okay, very good. Brittany. Um, well, I guess I lack the ambitious quality of you flying people. I would um, definitely side with Bill on the time travel. I think that um, just being able to go any place in time would be really enlightening. Ah, interesting. All right, very good. I love love all those answers. Uh, no one's ever given me the X-ray vision one, though. I'm, I'm surprised by that. No one's ever said X-ray vision because we've, we've asked that question for a long time. It's never come up. Uh, all right, let's talk about virtual learning. So uh, I, first thing I'd like to know, I want to make sure that folks are aware who are listening of the, about the challenges that you face, because I know that you're facing plenty. Uh, tell me about the challenges you're, you have faced or are facing in terms of providing either synchronous or asynchronous um, uh, instruction. And all you need to do is what I'd ask you to do is just Keep your mute button on when, when you're ready to offer something. Unmute yourselves, and then I know you're ready to talk, and I'll just I'll call on you. So I'll start with Nicole. Um, I guess when I went into this, um, I felt like um, I was not going to be able to effectively convey my personality, which um, is kind of a, a huge thing to me to get the kids motivated and excited. Um, but as we've progressed through these last two weeks, I am beyond excited about the possibilities of connecting, making videos. Um, I even have teachers doing dance tutorials for me so we can get the kids up and dancing. And um, it just has become obvious to me that this is possible for us all to convey our personalities and to engage the students and, um, you know, to make it just as good as being with them in person. That's great. That is awesome to hear. That is, that is actually heartwarming. So thank you for that. Carrie. And to piggyback on what Nicole was saying, I think in my head, I thought that I would be presented to my students just like this, where it's just my face, but remembering like 
we can back the camera up and like do the funky dancing moves and sort of simulate a in-person classroom situation more than we think we can. We're not limited to just these little thumbnails of our faces. We need to remember that we can utilize this camera in a creative way. Great. Yeah, it's a good, good reminder because I think that is the perception is well, kind of in a box, right? So thanks for that. Matthew. I think at first I was a little afraid of just uh, having a screen, right? Just having a screen be what's happening. But being in the classroom, being in my classroom preparing has actually been really freeing. Like I'm going to put my laptop on wheels and we're going to roll around and have different segments. Like you can do a lot of different things. Like a talk show host has different segments throughout their uh, class or throughout their show. And there's really, really creative things that can happen. And I think it's going to be really engaging because that was my fear too, Nicole. Like, can I be engaging through a virtual platform? And the answer is, yeah. Um, I was most concerned about how we're going to do um, music in this format um, because, you know, if you think of a music classroom, you're probably thinking about ensembles and performing and large groups of people and concerts and all that kind of stuff. So um, it, it was very difficult to try to think outside the box and figure out how we're still going to be able to engage our students and, and play music or sing music or, or whatever it is that we do um, in, in this format. But something that, you know, we've all been as a music team we've been collaborating about and we're really excited for is that um, this provides an opportunity for us to bring in um, some guest speakers that we would not normally be able to have, uh, talk to composers, have master classes with, with people, you know, anywhere. Um, and we've done a lot of training on how we can still play instruments or sing even in this format. And it's going to feel different and it's going to uh, look differently, but um, we can still do so many of the things that, that we would normally do. I'm really happy to hear that because that, that was, uh, we've had that conversation a couple of times over here about uh, the, the unique challenges faced by like fine arts, for example, uh, just, just tough, very tough. So, uh, but thank you. Thank you for uh, being creative and working with those kids. Uh, Haley, were you, did you have a comment? Yes, um, some of my concerns were more about the content and fitting things in in a way that was still going to be engaging for the students. So I've been kind of excited to kind of switch the way that I teach rather with just reading and just math and just science and um, encourage more of the cross-curricular and project-based learning. So I've been working on things like um, creating a camping trip and planning a camping trip so that it's going to involve reading, math, and social studies and Virginia studies. Um, so I'm excited to um, teach differently. Some some way I think is probably more effective in the long yeah. run. That's awesome. Thank you. Amy and then Bill. Go ahead, Amy. So I um, am a former kindergarten teacher and um, reading resource teacher. Um, and also I, I think like for, like I know how to teach reading. I know beginning reading, but how to get that across to the little guys um, without being there to like kind of give those corrections and show them. Um, that's, I feel like that's going to be a challenge. Um, and I also taught summer school over the summer, but just keeping them engaged, um, in, you know, their learning. So they want to pay attention and stick with you and keeping them motivated. So I, I heard rave reviews regarding, um, the summer school program, uh, top to bottom. And that's again, something I mentioned in the video update was, if you want to know the differences right now, prior to the beginning of the school year, between what we did in the spring 
look at what we did in summer school. Uh, very different, different animal completely. So thanks very much for that. Bill Davidson. So my biggest issue is going to always be software as far as what we do, because we do AutoCAD and, and other things in our classes. I mean, it's uh, engineering that we're getting to, and we've always done high-end stuff in here. Um, and so that became a problem because if we're sending kids, sending Google Chromebooks home, Google Chromebooks only work with what you have access on the internet. Um, so I had to start looking for a, a web-based or cloud-based program. All the main stuff that everybody's using just doesn't exist. About three days ago, I found a program of these, this company is trying to uh, get their thing started over the last three years. And it's all web-based and it actually looks pretty robust kind of like what we're doing. This is going to be the biggest challenge is actually learning a completely new software before being able to teach it to the kids. But I'm ready to go. I'm, try I'm eager to learn something new. That's great. Um, yeah, Carrie, go ahead. And then Allison. I think that, or at least I remember not really being able to manage my time super well until I went to college. And I realized that there's a difference between an 18-year-old and, you know, say a 10-year-old. But how awesome is it that our students are going to learn how they learn best and how to manage their time. And so I think that that was a big challenge at first for me was helping our students with very little executive functioning, be able to schedule their day, make their you know um, virtual classroom meetings, get stuff in in a much more independent way. But talk about like 21st century skills, you know, exposing them to that as kids, you know, makes them so much more prepared for you know when they do exit our school system so that was a big challenge at first but i think it's so awesome that they get to do it now yeah i mean i'm just impressed that you figured out how to manage your time in college because I, I still haven't figured out how to manage my time but I'm, I'm working on it so maybe you can share your secrets with me later allison you go ahead i think my biggest um fear at the beginning was like Kaylee said, the content and getting everything in and only having such a limited amount of time. Um, but I grew so much just as a teacher with teaching summer school and I taught grades that weren't even my current grade that I teach now. And I got to learn like, and I can now go to those teachers and say, look, this is what I did. This helped with kindergarten first, even though I teach second. And they were like, oh, wow. So like, I'm now able to help other colleagues and some of them are coming to me because I have taught in another division that was total Google. So I'm very Google friendly. So I'm helping colleagues out with different things. And so that has helped. And it's just, I'm ready to build the relationship with my kids. Like I just want to see my students and I want to build those relationships. And I just want to be able to fill my teacher heart that I have for my kids. So. Yeah, I, I just summer school, I I'm just so appreciative of everything that was all the prep and then the delivery summer school. Just, I mean, I, the reviews were amazing. So I appreciate all of you. Brittany? Um, it's summer school. I, I was part of that too. And it was, I, I, I feel like I watched it from the very beginning as a little baby to the end result, just getting to teach it and all. And truly the, the amount of work and effort that went into that, it was remarkable. And I'm telling you, our teachers just rocked it, which by the way, can we just all like unmute and round of applause for, our teachers, because right now this is just like, come on, guys, let me. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, because um, honestly, this has been some of the most um, mentally exhausting work I think I've ever done, and I know we're all doing it together, right? That's the beauty of it too—that we're able to 
learn these steps together. Um, but I think um, as far as the challenging part, um, for me, the biggest hurdle that I feel like I still don't have a full grasp on is the family engagement and how we're going to, especially with those little kids and those younger guys in elementary school, you know, we're not able to give them that direct um, environment that we would. So we're really relying a lot on the families. And I know um, even as a mom in this regard, that's stressful, right? That's hard. Um, so I think the the loophole here, and I've heard a lot of you guys talk on it too, um, and so I feel like we're all really on the same page, is being able to give students that ability to work independently and scaffold it to them where they have um, various outcomes of learning where you don't have to you know, measure out every little thing that they do, giving them their own pathway, their own way to, um, to give you an end result that might look different than their other classmates. Um, and as Carrie talked about, just scaffolding that too, where they learn those life skills alongside of it. I think that's the beauty. I think that's where we're going to really make, you know, gains that we don't always get to do in this virtual world now. So um, let me let me go on to an, another question. And, and I'm going to apologize right now too. I guess I lied to you. So this is going to take a lot longer than 30 minutes. So I hope, I hope you have an hour to spare because uh, this conversation is just way too good. Um, what is the one thing, and, uh, and, and don't feel like you all need to answer, just if you have something that really stands out, what is the one thing you really want your parents to know? <clears throat> I mean, I, where I said, I, 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 have, I have an idea what I need to let them know, but where you said, what is the thing that you really feel like parents need to know? And I'll just start, I saw the first time I saw it was Bill, and then Haley, and then Amy, I think, but I'll, I'll, I promise I'll get to all of you, but let's let me start with Bill. One thing th th that they need to know is I got this. This isn't going to be a big problem. Um, it's not as big a problem as, as everybody wants to think it is. I've been preparing for this in my classroom. I mean, if you came into my classroom, it's pretty much asynchronous anyway. I don't like to talk as much as people think I like to talk. I'm actually pretty reserved, <laughs> but, but I talk when I need to talk. And my classroom is about 10 minutes of teaching in the beginning, and then I'd cut every kid loose. And then, then I go and teach individually. So that's how my room works. And this isn't going to be a problem for me. The other thing, the other thing I'd like to point out is that I have learned over since 2008 when I started teaching that the kids that come from the elementary schools and then come from the middle schools to my classroom, they know their stuff. They know what they're doing. They've had a great education getting to me. And so at this point, I can build on top of that. And I'm not going back and, and I'm not dumbing anything down because we're doing stuff at home now. We're going forward. We're going to, I'm, my job is to make engineers and architects. And that's what my job is going to be. And that's what I'm going to do this school year. Wow. Yeah, I'm going to give that a round of applause. Wow, thank you. Inspiring, for, was, Bill. Inspiring. Very inspiring. Uh, Kaylee, I think you had your hand up. Yeah, that's hard to follow, though. Um, <laughs> but I just, I would want my parents to know that, um, their, their kids are students, they're, they're going to grow and they're going to learn so that they shouldn't have any fear about that. Even if we're virtual, they're still going to learn, they're still going to grow and that we're still going to build relationships and they're going to enjoy themselves just as much as they have in the classroom, if not, possibly more. Great. This is like so encouraging to me. Uh, Amy. So I've been in several different buildings um, since teachers have been back to work. And I can tell you and that all these teachers are working so hard. I do not see any teachers like, you know, just chit chatting around. Everybody is 
all hands on deck, helping out where they need to help out. And if they don't know something, they go ask somebody, they figure out how to do it. They're learning Google Classroom, they're learning their platforms. And so I think that parents should be really encouraged. I, you know, on social media, a lot of parents post like they Flocky doesn't have a plan. They don't think that we know what we're going to do. But um, these teachers have a plan. And I think um, the administration in each building I've been in has a plan. And so I think that parents don't need to worry so much about that. Great. Great to hear. Uh, Nicole. Sorry. Um, I kind of piggybacking on Amy saying um, that teachers are prepared in so many different ways, um, but we're also prepared for kids to have connectivity issues. And I, in talking to some parents um, at our textbook distribution yesterday, um, there's a lot of anxiety that, you know, what if they can't get connected and what if this and what if that? And I truly believe in all of our preparations, we're all planning for the what ifs and making things available in a lot of different ways. And I think the key is going to be communication, communication, communication. No suffering behind the scenes. Just let us know what you need and we'll take care of it. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because that, that is a good segue into something I wanted to mention. So we've been talking today and planning around um, the concept of Internet Cafe because what we found, and it's, it's not shocking, it's um, folks who have uh, checked out the uh, portable hotspots devices. A lot of them aren't working well. And it's because it's the, the portable hotspots you give are only as good as the cell service that you get wherever you live. And if you have bad cell service, the hotspots aren't going to work very well. So we're hearing from a lot of families saying, I just, our service stinks. And, um, and then there's also, I think we're going to be able to meet the needs of folks with devices. It's just going to take a little bit longer, but we're going to be okay. But we, we're, we're kind of at the point now where it's like, we're going to have to bring kids into schools. There, there are kids in each of our schools that uh, we're just going to have to bite that bullet and bring them in and offer sort of an internet cafe-esque um, program. Uh, uh, invite only kind of thing based on their feedback, uh, based on what they in part uh, indicated on OLR that they don't have service in, in their homes or the or, devi or device or both. So we're going to have to bite that bullet and um, perhaps the week of the 31st start bringing kids in, at least some kids in who just are stuck and provide, give them an opportunity to work online in, in our, maybe like in our school gyms or cafeterias and things like that. So um, that's, we're kind of there within the last 48 hours, we've come to that realization that, yep, we're gonna have to do this. And um, we're, gonna, if we're gonna reach every kid and we're serious about reaching every kid and meet their needs, then uh, this, is what, this is what they're gonna have to do. Um, did wanna ask, oh, Brittany, you go ahead, sorry. Um, I was gonna say, I think on the flip side of that too, um, I think families and parents should all know, like, we don't want the kids in front of the screen all day. Like, in, in reality, like, there's there's a time and place that we, you know, we definitely need to connect and try to get as much face-to-face -face through the screen as we can. Um, but the goal isn't to, to find ways to put everything on a computer, you know. Um, our goals are to to break away from that um, and to allow space for flexibility. So, um, I you know, I, I hear parents' concerns and of screen time, especially in the elementary level, and, you know, like just, you know, we don't want that either. You know, we want to find different ways to, to educate besides the screen. Great. Thank you for saying that because, yeah, uh, it's, you know, I mentioned – Again, uh, keep referring back to this video update, but 
you know, I, I've been teaching online for the last 10 or 11 years and I've never, I've been on campus once in, at George Washington in, I guess, 11 years now. Been, I've had my feet on the campus one time. It's all been virtual and it's always been one hour of synchronous instruction a week. The rest of it is asynchronous throughout the week. So it can be done. There are models out there. You are demonstrating that. I wanted to ask a little bit about collaboration because I know there's a ton of collaboration taking part, taking place in your schools. Uh, lots of collaboration up here. Um, just, in, in, just in talking about this whole internet cafe, this, so we're, we, we've already had to pull in transportation, food service, office of instruction, office of technology. So everyone's gonna have to work together to make this thing, make it happen. It's gonna call, you know, uh, provide a, a lot of teamwork. So I'm asking you all, what, how would you describe the collaboration or the sharing of ideas or the support from one one of your one teacher to another within your own schools, Lisa? Uh, so as the only music teacher in my building, you know, in, in a normal year, sometimes I can sort of feel like I'm on an island unless I reach out to other people. I, you know, sometimes I, um, it's almost like I'm a separate entity c compared to, you know, the, the clusters of other teachers. Like we've got six math teachers in the building, for example, and things like that. But in the last couple of weeks, there's been almost continuous collaboration, whether it's full meetings of, of the entire music team across the county, or, you know, I've been in every sixth grade, grade level meeting and, and all the way through. And there's so much um, document sharing and idea sharing and just continuous sharing. Um, and it didn't just start last week when we all came back to campus. Um, it's something that's been happening throughout the summer and, um, you know, everybody's sharing their resources and, and it's just continuous sharing. And sometimes it's almost so much sharing, it's overwhelming. <laughs> but yeah, I've never felt like more of a part of a team. And it's quite clear that everybody in this building, um, you know, is on this journey together and, and we're all trying to uh, get the best ideas out there to, to help our kids. It, as, as best we can in, in every subject area. Yeah, it goes back to that um, that saying that people give me credit for, but I didn't come up with it. It's the, the smartest person in the room is the room, right? There is there is no one smartest person. It's it's all of us, and we'll get there. We will absolutely get there for working together and collaborating. Uh, yes, Carrie, and then Allison. So at the high school level, I know that we've been really conscientious of parents receiving information from us. And I know that this is true at all the levels. Like usually your, your kid has lots of different teachers. And in the past years, we haven't really been forced to have a streamlined way of communicating with parents. And this has forced us in a good way to figure out like, how can we get information to our families where they're not getting 12 different emails? Yeah. Um, and so it has kind of forced us into this wonderful thing that we're, we're trying to get together so our parents can get just one weekly email with all of their kids' information on it. So that's been nice. Yeah, that, and that jumped up right, that jumped up almost immediately in the spring. That, that was one thing that we, you know, we were trying to, we were planning something. We were growing our wings as we were being pushed out the window. So it was, we, we, we were dealing with lots of issues, but that was one of the big ones was, you know, I can't deal with getting five emails from, it, from five different teachers on the same subject. I just, it's, it's, it's blowing my brain up. So I think we've improved with that. So thanks for that. Allison? 
So our second grade team here at Brumfield has been working um, together to collaborate so that we all can kind of divide and conquer some things so that we're not all trying to reinvent the wheel, which I feel like now we have come even closer together as a team. Um, and then just collaborating with other people in the building, trying to use our Encore teachers to help with different things, um, just reaching out to anyone. Um, or I have friends that teach in other schools in the county, and we've been collaborating. I think the collaboration is very big for this because it is a trying time for all of us, um, and even parents and teachers who are parents with children in the county. Um, I think it's best in the communication, too, is making sure we're communicating with our families and with each other, too. That's great. Thank you. Brittany? Um, oh, gosh, now I just completely forgot what I was going to say. Um, oh, there we go. So um, in this context, right, where we're all, we're, we're literally all learning right now how to do the same thing, and um, we're all being forced in the situation whether we want to or not, to become risk takers, right? We're, we are jumping out there, not really sure 100% what the outcome is going to look like, but knowing we're doing our very best. So I think that, um, I, I know that it's caused us to have to lean on each other. And the beauty of that is like here at Greenville, like, I mean, I've been able to work along with anybody from kindergarten to fifth grade, just with ideas. And it's just, I mean, it's just like ping pongs, like every, every idea generates another one. So um, innovation truly does not happen in isolation. And I feel like watching this happening now, we don't even fully understand. I say we collectively, like, I don't think anybody can understand the changes and the outcomes that are going to happen because I don't know that this has ever been, everybody's been so much on the same page collaborating. So I'm just excited to see what's going to happen, you know, even past this, like what, where are we going to be? Because it's not going to be anywhere like worse. It's going to be a thousand times better. Yeah, and this might eventually make snow day calls a lot easier. <laughs> we can just count. We just count kids present, and we can just do virtual. Boom! My life, my life will be exponentially better from like January through March. So, whoa, whoa, whoa! Uh, are you saying there's going to be no more school day, snow days? <laughs> I, don't, I did not say that. But you better not be saying that, man. Those are days. Those are precious days to us. No, you know, I, I know rumors never occur in Parker County, but uh, that, that that this could potentially influence that. That's all I'm saying. So, uh, Amy, then Bill. <laughs> so, I'm working with eight different schools right now, and I will say the technology piece and meeting, being able to meet via Zoom or Google Meets is really helpful for me because I don't have to go to all those different meetings or all those different buildings to be in a meeting. I sat in on a bunch of grade level meetings at Coleman the other morning, and then I hopped on a call with um, teachers at Bradley, you know, 30 minutes later. So it's, it's really great for collabor collaboration, being able to be online because you can, you know, potentially interact with lots of different teachers, even across buildings. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, and hadn't had a look through that lens in terms of like so the, the support within each school. But you're you're absolutely right. And by the way, for any listeners out there, we we are doing this, conducting this podcast uh, via Zoom. Uh, so it's and it's first time we've done anything like that, and it's so far so good. Bill, did you have your hand up, or did I imagine that? Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the things like that's happened in our school is like in the middle of the week last. I think all of us in the beginning were kind of you know, uh, when the announcement was made that we were all virtual, everybody kind of went into their own room and kind of built a little cocoon and tried to, 
try to figure stuff out on their own. And then all of a sudden you're, you're walking down the hallway and one person has a little bit of a gripe and then, you know, about how this is going to work out. And the next thing you know, you're swapping ideas. And that, that actually happened with me and Dave Kuzma. And Dave said, I, I think I'm going to teach my class this way. And I was like, Hey, that's, that's a good idea. And then the next thing you know, I'm running into Paul Warner and I'm running into Jessica Murphy and it turns into all of these things. And then the next thing you know is, is somebody saying, Hey, I don't un exactly understand how, how the attendance piece is supposed to meet in Google meet. Right. And so it got to the point that we all were trying to do things. Our whole department department lunches became really in, uh, important because we went from just talking to each other about how to do stuff to taking our laptops with us. So we yeah. could share ideas and do things as we went. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, you know, it turned into yesterday. I wanted to try the the, the grid piece on a Google Meet thing. You know, the and it, I, we only had seven people in our department, and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna have to have a bigger a bigger meeting somehow. So I asked Megan if I could just, you know, use the whole school thing, and I created a a, a Google Meet yesterday, you know, just to try this, and 25 other teachers jumped into it. Well. Once I figured out how to do the, the grid, is well, what's next? Let's figure out the attendance thing. And here's 25 of us, 25 of us on one screen going, try this, try that. This doesn't work. Let's try this. Somebody's going to, can we do this again tomorrow? Which I have a two o'clock meeting today, <laughs> again, with 25 other teachers to figure out how to use the flip grid option or something. Cause I don't, I don't know how to use it, but you know, that's just one of those things. We're all in this, we're all in it together. We're all trying to figure things out. I'm, I'm having people knock on my door. I literally had to put a sign on the door that says, don't bother me. I'm in a zoom meeting, mm -hmm. you know, just because, you know, there's people wanting to share ideas and I want to share ideas and learn more from them because I'm learning just as much from them as they are from me. Yeah. And I, and I, I just, I only have one more question for y'all, but I just want to thank you for those comments. And I just wanted to say this to you. Um, Kaylee wrote in, in the chat, things, things are going to happen and issues are going to arise. That's, that's just the reality. And of course, as you know, when you're dealing with technology, you can multiply that by, by, by 10. So there, things are going to happen and things, you know, as I said, if I said to new teachers, this is like all of our first year. This is, this is all of our first year teaching. This is my first year as superintendent. Uh, this is Tara's first year as PIO. I mean, we're all, we're all there. And things are going to happen and things are going to go wrong. And we've got to show grace. And, um, and, I, and I wanted to say this to you and to all teachers. I know how much work you're putting in. I know. I know about the you know, almost 17,000 hours of professional development that occurred over the summer that, our, that 944 teachers took part in. I know what the work that has been done. And, and I, I, in spite of the fact that there's some folks out there who, for whatever reason, uh, decided have decided to use social media to bash teachers or, or bash whomever. I, I I apologize to every teacher in the school division on behalf of those people because that should not have that should not happen in the school community. Because teachers work too hard, and and they put in too much time, and they are preparing to do something that some of these folks and I'm I'm going to put this out there. Some of these folks who are throwing arrows have never had to deal with and will never have to deal with. And, um, but I will also say, having said that, that the vast majority are behind you. They're supporting you. They, they totally understand the, the cards you've been dealt and the work that you've put in. And so I don't want it, I don't want it to seem like something it's not because I think the naysayers are a very small group. The majority are right there with you and they're supporting you. And I absolutely support you. Um, last question. I want to know how you're doing. How are you all doing? I, I mean, we are in crunch time. 
and Monday's a big day. And, and by the way, you know, Monday, is, that week of the 24th is supposed to be a, let's just kind of ease into Orient, get kids, figure out what the issues are. But I still think there's a lot of folks with big time trepidation. So Kaylee and then uh, Lisa, I'll go ahead and share what, what, what just, what's on your mind. Um, I'm excited. Um, I know that everything's not going to go perfectly, but I feel as ready as I can be. And I, I'm also in a unique position because I looped with my class from last year. And so I'm really excited to get to see those same kiddos with a few new ones um, because we did summer book club. So I'm just excited to kind of dive right back in. And it's kind of going to be hard for me to take it slowly because I'm ready and I know them and they know me. So I'm excited. Thank you very much for that. Lisa? Yeah, I completely agree. Um, my to-do list is a mile long, but I am so excited to uh, get the band back together. <laughs> um, I'm really excited to be with my kids, even though it's through a screen. I'm excited to establish that community and reconnect with my music family. Um, this whole situation has made me really uh, rethink the process um, and even, you know, my philosophy on, on this whole, you know, how it is that I teach my subject area. And I feel like that I am coming out of this a much better teacher and I'm really excited to, to do this with my kids. Great. And that is great. Thank you so much for that. Anyone else? Just uh, Nicole, go ahead. Um, I would like to describe the last month or so as just this extreme emotional roller coaster. I think I have experienced and witnessed just about every emotion known to man. And um, probably about Monday, I kind of sensed around here, everybody was just a little bit crumbling under the stress. Um, just, you know, it just all got really real. And um, I found myself just kind of in a low, anxious place. And um, stood up in front of our leadership meeting and was like, come on, guys, we need to be there for each other. We need to go about things with positivity and optimism and enthusiasm. And as those words kind of came out of my mouth, like literally my whole just mindset flipped. Um, I felt like just a, a cloud being lifted off Buckner High School and just everybody kind of put a little pep in their step. And that's when the ideas really start flowing. And the next day um, I was presented with this just amazing opportunity to do an actual virtual exchange um, program with our kids and our sister school in France. And, um, you know, just the, the prospects that lie ahead and how amazing this year is going to be um, just is really, really exciting. And that's my current mood. <laughs> awesome. Bill, go ahead. So here's the deal. Um, I'm stoked. I, I, I don't think it's going to be a big problem at all. Uh, I'm really excited about things. And I think, I think that everybody that I'm looking at on the screen is on top of their game because they wouldn't be here if they weren't. Right. And, and I know that behind them, there's a bunch of other people that they're, that they're friends with and colleagues with that they can coach too. that these people here are going to be able to go. We got it. We got this. It's not that big of a deal. And so I, I believe from the bottom of my heart that all of us might not look like we're ready, might not sound like we're ready. But come Monday morning, we're ready. Great. That is an outstanding, outstanding way to close this podcast. Thanks very much. And, and just, just to reiterate, and, and um, not to sound too, too sappy, but I just want you to know, I appreciate you so, so much. 
and um, and you know the, the, there's we all are experiencing challenges and I'm not egotistical area enough to think that my challenges are any greater than anyone else's and that includes the custodians food service teachers everyone everyone's facing challenges everyone has work to do uh, and we're all going to be okay we're going to get through this as Kaylee said it's going to be okay we're going to be fine it might take a little bit of time we'll have to work through some issues but we're going to get there and we're going to be fine and it's because we have people like you we have great people in so, that's it. Thank you all very much. Appreciate your time, friends. It's a little bit longer than we thought, but it was extremely well well spent time. So appreciate everything you're doing.